Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, episode 390. Uh, Let's go around the table and let everyone introduce themselves. I feel like this is going to be a short trip. Uh, This is Joe. This is Kevin. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a special recording. Uh, people are out of town all over the place. Tom is on his, I think it, what is it, number 23 of the uh, that, summer? That dude takes more vacations <laughs> uh, than anybody I've ever met in my life. <laughs> we came, he came back from his second vacation, and we're like, all right, you in next week? Oh, no, I'm on a cruise. Yeah, I'm going on, I'm going on a Disney cruise. <laughs> all right. Here what I, about the week after that? No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I might be going to the Antarctic. I have oh, no idea. It's must be nice though, right? Yeah, yeah. If I could do it, I would. I mean, I don't, I, so like, I'm not even a big vacation. I don't like. I don't like it. You're like, I just want to be home with my WWE 2K18 and my, basically, and my, I just want. I don't, you know, I don't want to do it. Like, if we go on vacation, I don't want to do anything. Right. You know, I don't. Don't tell me I have to be somewhere. Oh yeah, you know that's the thing is sometimes vacations. We've gotten really good about it. At, uh, my wife Katie and I, we go to Disney a couple times a year, and we've been so many times now that we don't feel like we're like, oh my god, nine o'clock we got to go on the Peter Pan, right, and right, nine thirty right. we got to see Rapunzel. But like we've been so many times that now we just walk around, we enjoy it, we say, hey, can we get a fast pass? Great. You know, do you feel like getting food? Do you feel like meeting someone? No, you know, and and we just play it by ear, which is nice. I remember a few years ago when we took our first big family trip, it was the most exhausting thing ever because it it was completely like we haven't, we both haven't been in a few years and you know, it's so expensive. The family's there, like let's get everything in and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But like we, we were there for a week and it was like a week straight of plans. And so day three or four, I think we basically just stayed at the hotel and we're like, we, we can't, we can't walk (laughs) like, you know, like, yeah, right, right, right. You're talking about six theme parks. You're talking about four Disney and two universal and, and the 90, whatever degree heat. I mean, I guess for that, I feel like it's okay. Like you're, you're okay. We're going to Universal today. We're doing this, right? But it's just like, oh, we're gonna go to the Dunes. 
you're going to go to the dunes because I'm not going. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, exactly. If I'm doing it, it's like, yeah, we're going to the theme park. And then we, you know, but yeah, I'm not like jumping around to 30 tourist destinations. No, no, not happening. But you know what? Neither of us are on vacation. So we're here podcasting. Right. We're doing a podcast. So this is the team that brought you the real spoilers uh, 0.5 episodes. So uh, we have a Patreon page. And so we'll plug that first and foremost, because if you enjoy Joe and myself just rambling on about different topics, Sometimes it's a movie we review, like we've done Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Uh, we've uh, we do news episodes, specialty topics. We bounce around. Uh, there's a Halloween one. Joe was excited about yep. that. Yeah, so yeah, so and then sometimes, like I said, current events, news. We just talk about uh, what we've seen, what we predict. Like uh, at, right after Infinity War, when everyone turned to dust. Spoilers. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, we predicted what would happen. You know how they would come back, who would be in whatever movie, and so these episodes are usually a bonus. So for the Patreon subscribers, it's only five bucks a month. You get a new episode every week, uh, other specialty perks to come. But, uh, you know, if you can't get enough real spoilers, come check us out there, pay the five bucks a month that helps support the website, the hosting, all that good stuff. So, uh, we do appreciate it, but this, this week it's, uh, the regular feed. So, uh, we're, we're, but, uh, we didn't get to go see a new movie of the week. I don't, I don't even know what's out this week. It's the third week. Uh, I saw Sicario. Sicario is the big movie. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just actually saw the first one for the first time last week. Did you like it? I thought it was awesome. Okay, yeah. That dude, I'm telling you, that dude is, <clears throat> he's four for four? Villanova? Five, five. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five. Oh, yeah. Or is he's he four awesome. for four? Uh, let's see. Let's let's run through it. So he did, Blade Runner. Blade Runner was his most recent. He did Sicario. Arrival. Arrival. Sicario. Uh, Prisoners. Prisoners. Yeah, and then uh, there was that other Jake Gyllenhaal, the doppelganger one. Was he enemy? No. Was was it enemy? Maybe. I loved that movie. I think it. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's him. That's him as well. I loved. I always say this. I know I've probably told the story, but when we got screeners for award consideration, I watched in the same day Enemy and Under the Skin. Was a great Which one was under t- the skin? Uh, that's another really art house movie, but it's uh, Scarlett Johansson is an alien. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, it's, that movie's so good. So these are both like art house kind of mind bending, weird, you know, weird thinking movies. Yeah. Yes. That was a great two parter. So if you haven't seen either of them, I would highly suggest both Enemy and Under the Skin. They're they're out there. They're awesome cerebral type movies. It's interesting looking at his IMDb page. He has nothing going right now. Really? Well, there's nothing in the pipeline for him at all. How could that be possible? Uh, so yeah, Prisoners was 2013. Enemy uh enemy was also 2013 but i think that came out first you're thinking of the emonyville horror that's exactly what i'm thinking of yes uh arrival was 26 sicario was 15 arrival was 16 and blade runner was 17 maybe he's taking a break for 18 i was you know like he's been going since 2013 the dude deserves it seriously i mean the the prisoners was i guess prisoners was probably the first mainstream thing i saw oh yeah and uh, i think we did it for the show yeah we did and i'm telling that movie was awesome that is so yeah. good i mean i love hugh jackman he's always great but uh yeah, yeah jill and hall play- and paul dano and uh i like who was i yeah they were all fantastic and i really liked hugh jackman playing that different role like kind of playing i don't want to say the bad guy but like you question his you question his his moral decisions. he wasn't a, he wasn't a badass yeah, yeah, he was like a, he was not. The, yeah, he was. Uh, 
he was a distraught father. Yeah. Is basically who he was. But yeah, it was it was definitely different. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen any film that uh, Denny Villeneuve has directed, he is so good. Uh, I would say most people probably saw Arrival. Maybe Sicario like would be the two uh, more yeah, mainstream probably. ones. I mean, Blade Runner, of course, we all saw, but that's still kind of nerdy science fiction. I would say that's probably not mainstream. Um, but probably Arrival with Amy Adams. That would be the... Yeah, I would say Arrival's, Arrival's great. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, Hawkeye himself, Jeremy Renner. Is, that's uh, right. That's co-star. right. star. Excellent movie. But uh, without further ado, let's introduce... <laughs> so we didn't... Oh, I didn't even ask you, though. I We didn't get to it. So Sicario 2, yay or nay? I liked it. it was, I mean, if you like the first one, it's basically the same um, morally ambiguous team. Okay. Um, with... I guess the only drawback is, is there's not a character that uh you can relate to no emily blunt like, no emily they, like the emily blunt character does not exist you're just dealing with uh del toro and brolin wow yeah and they uh you know they kind of do whatever it takes to get the job yeah. done so and they do oh the uh she's i'll tell you the two scenes that i remember they're kind of one in the beginning one at the end and the kind of bookend it but that that first scene when they're crossing over from mexico into the u.s and they're stuck in traffic Oh, that sure. first big action scene is so tense with the guys that are like, you know, you know, They're don't stuck make at the border. Yeah, don't make a move till they do. They're getting out of the car. Like that's an awesome scene. Yep. And then that last dinner table scene with the Where family. He sits down with the, sits down oh with the drug dealer. Oh my gosh! Like, Ooh, doggy. Del Toro is 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 awesome in that movie. Yeah, I have some questions about like. So apparently it's a sequel, but it's hard to tell that it's a sequel. Okay, so it might be a um, prequel. Well, I mean, I looked it up, and it's definitely a. It's a prequel or it's uh, a sequel. Oh, okay. So, you know, it is that. Okay. But like they talk about um, other drug dealers that are involved with with Del Toro's family. And I thought that the one at the end of the first one was the person responsible. Well, that would be the whole point, I would say. That, uh, I, unless that's what he's yeah, a that's, lower level to a higher guy, and he's the one that the, executed the order or whatnot. Right. So I have no hmm. idea. That's, that was my only question. And yeah. Okay. Part of the show, Spath and I couldn't figure it out. Gotcha. Um, oh, movie boyfriend, Brian Spath. All right. <laughs> well, movie boyfriend, not real life. I mean, I mean, if you want to get... I mean, we could talk about Brad if you'd like. Uh, I don't think we go to quite oh, as many films. Oh, but, no. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. We're, we're backtracking quickly. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, the movie of the day, uh, which I some people have been speculating. Uh, I won't mention any names. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> uh, oh, well, thanks movie, to... Movie boyfriend Brad. <laughs> thanks to Joe, uh, who... Like, I know. I didn't even realize. <laughs> it was one of... You know, if you follow me, if we're friends on Facebook... Uh, you know that I will keep a log of everything that I've seen throughout the year. Uh, and I wasn't even paying attention, and I logged this movie. And I tell Joe, I say, hey, we're going to keep this quiet until we post it. It's going to be a big surprise. And I was just the, like, next day, God. He, <laughs> the next day he posts the movie of the day, Rock Dog. Yeah, you people have wanted it. Uh, you've asked for it. You have not given us any reviews, so you've done this to yourself. <laughs> you've done so, this to us? <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Thanks a lot. I think that's more uh, more specifically they've done this to us. So That's true. So we finally saw this movie, 2017's Rock Dog, which, uh, you know, 
there i'll tell you what it wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen that was the first surprise i i was surprised at how not bad it was like that i mean when you're expecting it's i think a lot of it has to do with expectations i'm not saying this is an oscar worthy triumph oh, by any means no. but there were actually some things about it that were positive there were several things about it that were not positive but yeah overall i'm like okay if you sat your kids in front of this movie like it's a serviceable kids type you know let your kids watch it for an hour and a half and you know yeah, it's, that's probably true it's i would say it's definitely serviceable it's entertaining enough it doesn't have a lot of really bad stuff it's not like parents are gonna go oh my god they said or did this you know they're not uh doing like uh what the the best of show or with the dog show or whatever where the will arnett's oh. checking the dog's balls over <laughs> i love that movie i love christopher guest no like, no no I, not I it's not he's... that one it's not that one oh. it's <laughs> It's whatever the uh, what was the new Will Arnett uh, in that new dog? It's like it's called something like uh, oh the the detective one yeah and it's called the best yeah something yeah yeah or yeah whatever yeah. Um, but yeah you know they actually had to recall that part of the movie because at show dogs sorry not best in show show dogs, show yes. dogs. Uh, but you know it's like that's a kids movie but then they put something in there like that and it's like that's not necessary for a kids <laughs> movie I mean I great it's weird like you know what so here's the thing. Does that play in 1997? Make that Jim Carrey. Hmm. Interesting. I don't... Jim Jim Carrey crawling out of the butthole of a of a of a <laughs> rhino. Were those movies always? Weren't those PG thirteen though? I feel like those were actually aimed at a higher. Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe you're right. I think that's PG. That's Ace Ventura's got to be PG thirteen. Where Show Dogs yeah, is you're probably right. PG, which would you go to a PG movie? Now the the thing in question there was it's like yes they do that at dog shows whatever, but it's like it's a kids movie. Don't you just don't need to show that? It's not funny. I don't even I don't even know like what the like what the rating is anymore. Because there's no G, like you you can't rate anything G. You know how hard Nothing. that is. Uh, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you, you don't get a rated G in movies anymore. So I like PG is the new G. PG thirteen is the new PG. I th- I think so because well that's hard to say too though because in PG thirteen I mean they drop drop some f bombs and they you get one s bombs but I don't even know that though like I feel like we've talked about this before where like I swear they've said it a couple times in some I, it's just hard to say well well I think maybe you so you get you cannot use it as a verb okay I think that's the that's the rule but you can call someone it like how does that work. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. So, so get this. So I've got a list of, of G-rated movies. And so there, okay. f- there's very few of them. But uh, you have Cars 3 was actually G. That's um, incredible. Really? That's incredible. I mean, you you figure just Lightning McQueen crashing in the beginning might get you a PG. Like, I don't yeah. know. But uh, anyway, uh, Cars 3, uh, Born in China, which is like a nature doc. I get that. Uh, okay. beautiful, a beautiful planet, which was an IMAX thing. So nature again, up the peanuts movie. Wow. I mean, 2015, but that's a G rating. That's surprising. Interesting. Uh, you know, peanuts are, are very family friendly, but again, if the red, that's if true. the red Baron is, is sh- cruising around trying to shoot down Snoopy or whatever you think, well, maybe that's a, I, I have no idea. Snoopy, Snoopy shooting heroin on the top of his doghouse. Well, that might be PG 13. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just, uh, I'm with you though. I really don't even know anymore. But uh, Rock Dog uh, was one that uh, I guess when they released it in the U.S. that was definitely a PG. I did, 
that falls into the, you know, not bad. There wasn't really anything vulgar to make it a PG-13. They definitely geared it towards the, the younger kiddos. So uh, Yeah, I, don't, there, I, I didn't see anything. There was nothing in this movie that I thought was egregious no no like i said i i think that if you uh, were to sit your kid down in front of it for an hour and a half it's got the you know it's got the visuals it's got the goofy characters just you know acting acting a fool and and the zany situations it's a serviceable kids movie i would like you to give me credit for using the word egregious oh my gosh yes i how, do you have you. you have dictionary open in the other tab i do that was synonyms for bad yes <laughs> no, synonyms for not good not good <laughs> so now on the other hand you've got great kids movies like cloudy with a chance of meatballs or yep. shrek or those movies that for the parents that you know the jokes go over the kids heads but the parents can chuckle at them and they're entertaining and you know very well written and so this definitely does not reach the caliber of like i it, it, no, it didn't you're right. it didn't win me over like i'm gonna say you know what that wasn't bad and i'm gonna watch rock dog every year now right it uh it, this is one of those movies where if you need to like clean the kitchen yeah you're just here watch this yeah it, and then you can go take care of business it gets a pass it's just one of those right. passable movies uh but is not as horrible as everyone thought it's so you know i don't know i think there's definitely a lot for us to talk about it may not be as funny of an episode as everyone might have hoped because <laughs> uh you know i've got things to pick apart but it's like really it's pretty a pretty basic story about the you know hero going off on a journey and trying to find his own way it's very similar to i'll tell you what when the movie started everything else yeah i'm like is this coco it's very similar to coco no music that's true and then i'm gonna leave with my guitar well and... it's it's funny like yeah that's right they apparently were able to license one song oh really they yeah they like like it i mean it's the only song in the it's it's learn to fly by the foo fighters but it's the only song that they play in the movie see i kept wondering <laughs> and they play it once i'm like i'm trying to figure out like do i know these songs that they're playing no, so those are just no no, no name songs throughout the rest okay because i kept they but they were songs that make you go like i think i know that like like i think i maybe have heard that on the radio there's songs that making you do a double take yeah they're like the uh the asylum of pop songs (laughs) throughout the movie they're the uh what do you call them the uh kids bop versions (laughs) of but not even those songs are straight covers oh that's these are these are literally like weird out not i will i don't i'm sorry weird i apologize for saying that these are like these are these are like the wcw versions of songs (laughs) yeah we're just like i think that smells like teen spirit but i'm not 100 sure so instead of smells like teen spirits i think it smells like it smells it's the it's the teen it's like the adolescent uh ghost (laughs) that's what it is there's more than one of those references. Like oh. they did that with Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, there is wrestling corner. Oh, yeah, boy. his song, his song. Like when it starts, you're like, "Did they license Smells Like Teen Spirit?" And then it keeps going. You're like, "Oh no, they didn't." Oh man. And then Jericho used to come out to uh, a version of uh, a Pearl Jam song, and you're in, in the beginning, even flow. That's what it was. Oh yeah. And you're just like, it's like the the first five seconds. You're like. That's even flow. And then the next, at six seconds, you're like, no, it's not. Well, what it was, Joe, is that his went dun 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 dun. dun <laughs> and then the other guys went dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> yeah. So, How well did that work out for Ice? Uh, he's for, doing great. He's building houses, I think, right? Apparently. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rob Van Winkle is dreading the day that he went on national TV and made that excuse. Is his name really Rob Van Winkle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew he. 
I knew he had so so, anyway, so there's a fairy tale character named Rip Van Winkle and oh, correct. his parents yes. named him Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, and then Shug Knight uh, you know hung his ass over a balcony. Oh boy. Oh is that it's, is that a... That's that that's the tr- that's the story like Shug Knight uh called him into a hotel room and i guess they questioned his street cred oh boy uh which was total bull yeah and then he hung him over a balcony jeez and then well shook knight's in jail now so yeah well we won't get into that here but uh <laughs> speaking of the uh, family-friendly rock dog uh yeah moving on so a little backstory in this movie so i wanted to find out what happened with this movie i was like you know it looked ridiculous but but still even as ridiculous as it looks to us as adults i go this doesn't look any more ridiculous than another kid's movie like an ice age or a rio i mean you know it doesn't look like it's colorful it's got talking animals it's very similar to a Zootopia, not at all yeah. the quality of writing or animation, but no. but still, for a kid, a, a three or four year old won't know the difference between Zootopia and this. So, I you know, I just question what happened with this movie, and so I found out that this was funded by a Chinese company, and so it was actually made overseas, and then they dubbed it with the American ah. actors. Yeah, they pulled one of those. So so it was it was released there. Is this the H Brothers? Uh, it's what it's. I, I know what you're talking about with the like. I, I don't think it's that company. I think it's a different okay. Asian company. I don't. Okay. I'm not. A, uh, oh, you know, Hoyai Brothers. Yeah, more, you're right. It is. Okay. So I'm seeing more and more of. Yeah. Yeah. They produce a lot. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but so they brought it out over there and then Summit Entertainment, which they're the people behind Twilight. Uh, I think maybe Lionsgate bought them. Uh, they didn't used to be, but they uh, they oh. they bought them and scooped up all their Twilight and whatever other properties. Uh, but anyway, Summit brought it over here, and they had actors like J.K. Simmons and Louis Black and Eddie Izzard. They had them, of course, voice it for American audiences. I would say I think they had Louis Black for about three minutes. Right. It didn't take much. No. So the question I had, though, was, okay, if this is this, this you know, Asian funded film that was released over there. They love animation. Think about the Ice Age movies that make a billion dollars sure. over there. It's the talking animals. But it, again, it was funded by a Chinese company. So it's even one of those, it's like the Chinese government likes to release companies, they, uh, ah, their films I that see. were made there because then it's supporting the the country, right? And so sure, I was sure. like, it's like, it's like Canada. Is this, uh, so, so. No, I mean, like in Canada, like I think. Um, so I think they're like the their radio or maybe their TV has to have a certain percentage of Canadians working on the program. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was just so like they're they're, keep, they're keeping the the product Canada, you know, Canadian centric rather than outsourcing to China or to America. Yeah, that way they keep it inside the country. I follow you. I was thinking more along the lines of China's communist. I don't think. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, but but I think that's why they I mean, that's why when they produce a film there and they want they want to put their films in the theaters there and hold back the American films because they're going to get more of the money for the country. So my question was, why on earth would a movie that it had a 60 million dollar budget? How on earth could it end up? Do you know what the box office worldwide was for this movie? 
$21.7 million. How does that happen internationally? What, what, did it, what did it get released against? Well, I'll, I'll get into that. But so when I did a little bit of digging, uh, I found out that there was actually a controversy with the company that released this movie. So oh. so here's the deal. Um, I'll read this excerpt right here from Wikipedia under box office. Okay. Earning $5.7 million, the film was a box office failure in China. Yeah, no kidding. It was yeah. it was suggested that the largest Chinese theater chain, Wanda Cinema Line, attempted to limit the number of screens the film would be shown on. The film was only shown on seven of Wanda's screens, 0.3% of its screens. Wow. 0.3. It is the largest theater chain in all of China, and they showed it on seven why? Because the Huyai, the high, I can't, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'll say who the H, the H bros, uh, yeah. the film's production company and an owner of a competing theater chain poached Wanda's executive, Jerry Yee, a few months before the film's release. Oh man. That's some, that's some behind the scenes yep. stuff. So the H brothers own or the parent company of another theater chain and they poached the CEO of Wanda, the largest theater chain in China. And so they combated that by not releasing it. So I'll tell you right now that, I mean, that's, that's why it failed. <laughs> it, killed the, it killed the movie. It did. And so regardless of whether or not it was a success in the U S it should have overseas made a ton of money. I mean, at least made its budget back. There's no question. Easily. So, Easily. so that's kind of what happened. So when it's, when you see that it's such a failure, but then you and I watch it and we go, it wasn't that bad. There's your reason. It, I knew there had to be something. And I found that out after watching it because it was a head scratcher. Like why wouldn't kids go see a talking dog with a guitar? Like well and the, yeah I was trying to think if it if it try if it went up against another family flick but I like we jokingly said uh you have to do a review or we weren't doing was it Justice League uh, Batman versus Superman tell me what are uh, what are you talking about again so like when we we initially said we were gonna do this movie yeah we were said we had to get a review or we weren't going to do another movie. Oh, right, right. We were going to do this one instead. And I'm trying to think if it was BVS or if it was so well, justice league. Well, this, it probably did fall during that. But so this was released in, in the U S in 2017, uh, the weekend of 24th of February through the 26th. And so when I look at that weekend, it was get out, which is not a, comp- oh. not a competitor though. Uh, no, but that's true. there was a holdover, even though it was in week three, the Lego Batman movie made twenty million dollars. Ah, I mean, put if that's not out, put that twenty million into Rock Dog. Right, but so they they thought they were being smart though. They released Rock Dog in week three of Lego Batman, and Lego Batman ends up doing you know seven times in its third week what Rock Dog opened to. So that has to be where its downfall was. And uh, if we go forward, so it does it does three million opening weekend, obviously a big failure there. Then you right. then you go the third through the fifth. You have Logan, not a big deal. Obviously, that's not a kids movie. Uh, Lego no. Lego Batman in week four though, and and this is the first week of March, so maybe spring break. Lego Batman oh, movie. Oh, that's true. That's true. Another eleven million dollars for that one, and Rock Dog ends up going down to twelfth with two point nine <laughs> or two point three million dollars. And uh, Lego Batman was a juggernaut. Yeah, and from there, uh, March tenth, you have Kong Skull Island. That could be questionably maybe a little bit of the audience. Uh, and then March seventeenth through the nineteenth, you have Beauty and the Beast, which that's your family movie. Once uh... once Beauty and the Beast comes out, Rock Dog's not even 
a, a thought. And, uh, that's number 25 at that point uh, with 250,000. So uh, really what it looks like is, is it's just bad luck is what it comes down to. Yeah, it's just bad timing. Yeah, I mean, over, overseas, if they didn't poach the, you know, Wanda's uh, CEO or whatever high up he was to become their CEO, it would have had the international money in those chains. And then in the U.S., it went up against a juggernaut of uh, Batman right into Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it was bad, just bad timing all around. That's a shame. Yeah. So, you know, when we look at it and we, we, you know, we kind of, it's hard to take away your bias. We know it did terribly. It looked ridiculous. And so we go, oh, this thing's got to be awful. But, you know, honestly, if it didn't have those two issues that we just mentioned, I, you know, I think it easily could have made at least a hundred million worldwide. Uh, like, yeah, probably. I mean, just based, I mean, obviously they're going to get the chunk of it's going to be in the Chinese market or the, yeah. the Asian market. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. I mean, easily if, if there was no competition and, and kids saw, you know, that was what there was to go see mom, dad, I want to go see a movie. And, uh, there's no reason why it wouldn't. Let's have. take so, you to that great new Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, that's for kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, let's uh Oh, Daddy, why did Batman slam that guy's head against a wall? Yeah. Why is he branding that man? Oh, son, he's just sleeping. He's just taking a <laughs> nap time. <laughs> showing so, the showing the bad man clips. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what happened with this one at the box office. But uh let's get into the story, Joe. Would you like to uh lead us on the synopsisizing? Oh, no, Kevin, I think you've been doing a great job in my absence. I may oh, as well let you continue. Thank you. Sorry. I've yeah. already I, I've already uh, muted my microphone in three, <laughs> two, one. And it's back to me. Ooh, it's been a minute since I've had to do one of these. Uh yeah, so our movie kind of we get like uh I think we it's been a while about a week since I've seen this, but do we get like a, a quick little rundown that um, Champa, who is played by J.K. Simmons, is a mastiff. He's a mastiff uh, breed of dog. This is, is this is the beginning of the Big Lebowski, is what it is, right? This is this is Sam Elliott narrating about a story of basically the main character, like he does the dude. Uh, I will tell you what, though, I Sla- really- Sam, I will say did, Sam Elliott's name is Fleetwood. Oh, is it really? Yes. I didn't notice that. Yes. There's a Fleetwood uh, Fleetwood Yak, apparently, was what his last name is. <laughs> uh, there's Floyd. Okay. And then there's there's Angus. Okay. Um, so the first time I heard Fleetwood, and I was just like, well, okay. Like, I see. You. I, I get it. And that's yeah. what we're going to do. But then there's a Champa and a Bodie and a Linux. And I was just like, well, that's out the window. Uh like you couldn't have named any of them anything else. Like there's millions of rock star names out there, right? Axel, you know, yeah, just to I, name one off the top of my head. Do you think? Uh, what do you think the Bodie? Where do you do we even know where that came from? I mean, no idea. Is Bodie the the surfer in in uh, Point Break? No, I don't think so. See, Kevin. I, I thought this is I, this, this is the equivalent of me asking you how much a sequel a prequel made. I was pretty sure uh, Patrick Swayze. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, Bodie. Oh well, okay. Yeah, that's his. Uh, Maybe that was supposed to be Patrick Swayze. 
So I, you know, I don't know if, I mean, he's not really a surfer dude though. He's a rock star, but I don't, I I don't know. It's hard to say. So there's no real rhyme or reason, uh, you know, uh, behind it. But, but the movie starts off with Sam Elliott narrating. And so immediately, and I had just watched Lebowski again recently. And I'm like, this is kind of the the beginning of that (laughs) movie. But I will tell you what the, this little uh, animation, they do kind of a 2d art style, really neat. Uh, I loved the way this, like an anime style that was really good. Yeah, I loved it. I I yeah. thought I was like, wow, this is already starting off good. I was like, if you do the whole movie like this, you might have something. I think they may have blown their whole budget on that opening scene. That is definitely possible. <laughs> and the backgrounds, because the, yeah, the uh, the backgrounds, the foliage, the sky, the landscape, like the backgrounds of this movie looked really good, and then the characters looked like an episode of reboot. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> was, very true. I was it's, like, it's what? like it's like the it's like um, the, the good, good dinosaur. dinosaur. Beautiful yeah. backgrounds, cartoon dinosaurs made no right. sense. None uh, whatsoever. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, continue on with our uh, yeah. non Lebowski introduction. Non Lebowski. So we're we're told that uh, Champa uh, fights off the wolves to protect this town, um, snow cap mountain or something okay. uh, uh, that's full of sheep. Mm-hmm. So you know the the town used to be full of it's dirty dancing basically. Um, <laughs> the town used to be full of music. So Bodhi and- then. Which is another Patrick Swayze character. Oh yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, they they outlaw music. There's no music allowed in this town because it will attract the wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Champa kind of uses these um, makeshift mastiff costumes to make the wolves think <laughs> that there is an army of mastiffs surrounding this town. Now, I mean, so okay. Let's stop for a second. So it's a, it's a kid's movie. It, it's ridiculous. But like, okay, I'm on board. If you're going to be wacky like that, like the wolves are going to look through by not binoculars and see a paper mache wolf head and think or, or whatever and think that that's. But, uh, but it's it's Zootopia. Is that you know, what... like, yeah, yeah. Like when um... oh, the play you're talking about, like when they do the. No, like when uh, when Judy and um, Jason Bateman. Yeah have to like infiltrate the the wolf compound oh like all the wolves are wearing suits and they're just you know like the one guy's like you know don't start a howl yeah which is one of my favorite parts of the movie um but yeah like it's it's utopia now but i will say though now of course maybe there was a mole somewhere inside production but sometimes these little accidents happen they do zootopia was released in march of 2016 this movie in china was released july of 2016 right you know it could very well be a happy accident yeah any animated movies take years to make and so it's one of those things where when you're first to market the other company's got to be like you've got to be effing kidding me (laughs) like this is an all animate an anthropomorphic animal movie where the hero is a you know animal that goes on an adventure to the to the the big you know big wide world out there the big city and uh i mean it is and he's he's tricked and he's not you know he's not having a good go at it and then he finds his way yeah so so anyway i'm on board with their whole goofy thing that they've got going on there you know i really wish that maybe 
I don't know. I, I think if the writing was a little bit more clever, if they would throw in some more humor that like the Shrek movies, or I should say the first sure. Shrek movie or, uh, uh yeah, you're right. The first and the fourth are really where yeah, they're, they're yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wanted more of that where this movie was zany and it had these goofy ideas, but it was really kind of dumbed down. It was straight kids humor where I wish that there was a little bit more of elevated humor to entertain where I was kind of slugging along like, all right, this is just, you know, it's basic stuff. It's everything we've seen before um the one question i did have though and and again this is me trying to be logical about this kid's movie but they they've got what this, are you doing well they've got this town of sheep what sure. is the point of the sheep they don't act like the sheep are like they're they don't like herd them it's like the sheep live with them they live in houses with them it's like it, it's so weird because since it's all anthropomorphic I, you know, all you see is a sheep, you see a picture of a sheep that got a haircut one time, but you don't ever see them like trimming the sheep to make wool out of them. Right, I just right, thought right. it was such a strange concept that they're like, oh, these guys are going to come get the sheep, but they weren't treated like they're farm animals. They were just like their neighbors. Treated like people. So my question so, is so like, what are they? is like the, the, the wolves are just coming in to eat people. Yeah, and, and what does the town do for money? Like, I couldn't find out what these, like, how does this town sustain itself? I, I couldn't figure out what their business was because if the, if the animals are people, if it's anthropomorphic, like, they're not herding cattle, so, or, or, or you know, it didn't seem like they were raising the sheep to either eat or for their wool or whatnot. Right. So I just kind of questioned, like, the existence of this town. Ow. It just, you know, it, it seemed kind of pointless. And so, again, I know it's overthinking, but I was like, why didn't they just show us, like, their main export was wool? And so the sheep were going to get, they should have shown a haircut, like a barbershop full of sheep, and then collecting it with a, you know, and trucking it off or something. <laughs> you're, I think you're, you're, you're thinking too hard. I know, I know. It yeah. is, for sure. But anyway, my main question to you, I was just going to ask, like, what do they do to, this town just seems like it exists to just, like. They sell off babies. That's what, why don't we ever see baby sheep in this? In because this? they sell them off. There you go. There it is. Now you know. Yeah. Uh, this movie got really dark. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, so, yeah. So, Bodhi is the son of Champa. Um, and these, and, we should say in the beginning, they introduced that these uh, Bernie's mountain dogs have like uh, Super Saiyan powers. Yeah. Like, he's got, he's got a, he can, he's got a Kamehameha. Yeah. Right. Or a Hadouken. Short, he, yeah, that's more what it is. He can shoot like Hadoukens, and yeah. it the, it take either kills all the wolves or knocks them back far enough that they're just like, no, we're hold, good. Hold on, kills? No, it it knocks them out. <laughs> I got there. It, isn't there when Bodhi finally unlocks his force power? Doesn't he like disintegrate them? <laughs> I don't think so. That or, like was... makes them or like makes them disappear. Wait till we get there because I have okay. questions about that too. But anyway, oh, good. They, they have powers they're trying to unlock, and the dad who's voiced by J.K. Simmons, you know, he he who's is great. Yeah, he, great. he's the leader of the town, and so he is. You know, he's mastered this power, and he's really the on guard. And he wants his son, of course, like you know the traditional kids movie. He wants his son to grow up, but the son doesn't want to be a guard dog. He wants to be a he musician. Wants to be a musician but, because while he was going on and on with his old man, a, a plane apparently flies overhead. Yes. and drops a, a chest. <laughs> this and is the laziest way to introduce music of all time. Able, 
they're able to find a radio that doesn't destroy itself uh, you know, and, and from where, falling out of the sky. And what station do they tune into? I have no idea. Okay, just curious. Uh, a, 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 apparently an FM station that is able to be picked up on this mountaintop. Because there's, now, no, there's no music anywhere nearby. They don't agree. They don't well, support that, music. That town is nearby. Oh, are they like that he close? He can, yeah, because there's a scene where like he's standing on on a on a ridge and he can see the town in the uh, distance. Oh, see, to me, in what you know, it was obvious when he goes to the big city, like seeing Zootopia. They, it seems like they go to, I guess they go to Zootopia, don't they? But it's it seems yeah. like a, a New York style. It's very Americanized. And in this one, when they go to town, they go to like Hong Kong. Yes. And so it is very much uh, Asian influenced city rather than it looking like New York, which makes sense because this is for all intents and purposes, a foreign film. Sure. This is not an American film. So it made sense. No problem. I just whenever they got to it at first, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because when we watch an animated movie, they're usually American made. And so you you see that influence, the Western influence. And so it was interesting. But but again, my point is, I didn't think that mountaintop was like right above Hong Kong. You know, I I thought it was further away. No, it was. You could definitely. There was a scene where he he could. He was looking out and could see the city. Okay, fair enough. Fair in, enough. In the distance, uh, FM frequencies won't carry that far, but still looking out into the city. Yeah, I, I just thought it was kind of. It was pretty goofy that a plane flew overhead. But you know, again, cartoon. <laughs> you can't really. You can't really say much about a cartoon like that. Yeah, it's just ma- it's manufactured, which is yep. fine. So he uh, listens to it, and then this is the part I had the problem with. They were so lazy to animate this that they had to do a 10 minute screensaver of him discovering music yes i'm like the which way- was like it was the trippiest like i feel like the uh directors went on an acid trip but the problem is just- but the problem is is that it wasn't that good though like, no i agree like if it was trippy like a weird like winnie the pooh Lumps and woozles or dumbo getting drunk or you know there's been some re- i can't remember the most recent one but if it was Charlie one of the chocolate factory Charlie, well yeah that one is crazy like if they went on an insane awesome looking visual trip that's fine but they literally i think what they did was they copy and pasted Bodhi on top of that windows screensaver with the lines <laughs> that change yeah. colors that like sure. they slinky bounce around your screen i'm like Really, they didn't want to. They couldn't figure out a better way to animate him, like dancing around, playing his guitar to the music, or like they they put him in front of a screensaver. They did. That's and <laughs> they were just like, oh no, he has discovered the 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 wonders of music, and he picked and up on music quite quickly. I gotta tell you, he should have been a musician. <laughs> I know, right? He's really good. It's in his blood. Really, really quick. Yeah. Um, so he goes and he kind of, uh, he breaks into, um, the, the storage shed that has all of the musical instruments, the dad, much like, much like Coco, where he breaks into the, the crypt and steals the guitar. Now, yeah, it is very similar to that. That's what I thought of. And so the dad, much like the grandmother in Coco has banned music and obviously a little bit different reasons, but, uh, yeah, the, the musical instruments are all locked up. Uh, when I, when I saw that this was released in 2016, obviously I was like, okay, this doesn't have any, there's no way they could have copied off Coco. This movie was first. But then I think I saw that this production company was the same one that produced, um, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, what was the one that was just like Coco, uh, the book of life. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm going to look this up because I, I don't want to misspeak here, but I was pretty sure when I did my research that Book of Life was the same company producing it. And so I thought, well, people said Coco was kind of the same story as Book of Life, and then this was a similar plot. So I don't know. Read into it huh. what you will, but... That's weird. Yeah, so... All right. So he he go you know he kind of does his thing. He gets busted. Um, he kind of shirks his responsibility mm-hmm. uh, on a, when he's supposed to be on watch. And rather than being on watch, he went inside the little lighthouse, started playing guitar. Dad got all pissed off and has like a a come to come to Jesus moment with um, oh dang it, Sam Elliott's character. Where Sam Elliott's character is just like, you got to let him go. You got to let him do his own thing. You keep that hold on him. He's just going to get it angrier and angrier. And he's just going to keep messing up. So they let him go. Right. And he goes to the, he goes to the big city and he goes into not uh, Central Park. Well, his and- dad is kind of crappy, too, because he's like he's like, all right, you can leave, but if if you fail, you come back here and you never talk about music again. Yeah, you forget this thing that you love forever. Like, like it just seemed kind of crappy. Like, go and try to achieve your dreams. If you fail, come back here and you're done. Right. <laughs> like, and you okay. just have to sit here and, and wait. Yeah, it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, he was, he was kind of garbagey too. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, so he goes to the big city. The the wolves, one voiced, voiced by Keenan Thompson – um, they have been kept, they keep watch of the bur- the, the the dogs, mm-hmm. and he sees one of them leaving. And he thinks this is their opportunity, but he looks back, and of course, he sees all the sheep in these stupid costumes, and he's just like, "Oh nope, never mind." Like they're all still there, so we can't attack this place. And that's- and and to interject here real quick, the company that did the animation, Real FX did the book of life. So not even the production company, it's who animated it. So there's probably not any crossover there, but if you see any kind of similar, uh, similarities, uh, the only thing I would say is that from what I've seen of book of life, it looked beautiful to me. And, and this animation was pretty like TV quality, like uh, Disney channel XD television show ish. I would definitely say it was generic. So that I would use. And so when we talk about the intro that was so stylized, it, it was, it looked like, Oh, we're getting something really creative. Whereas this looked, this rock dog movie looked like it were just some recycled like we have this this animation built for this television show and let's just use it 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 was nothing original about it like you said no not at all it was i mean it was it was the epitome of generic of bland like uh if you look at like i said those disney xd shows there's a lot of really generic shows for a television show it's fine but like the mickey mouse clubhouse i know you've watched that with your daughter uh no Oh, you haven't seen that one? Uh-uh. Okay. Nope. So for Mickey Mouse on television, it's fine. And it's a children's, you know, it's a television show. They're cranking them out for every week, whatever. It's fine. But the animation's very basic. Like, it, it doesn't hold a candle to hand-drawn stuff. And sure. so when I saw this movie, the backgrounds looked really good. But then the, the characters looked very much so like that television style. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Um, so Bodie hears on the radio. He hears uh, Angus Scattergood, who is vo- voiced by Eddie Izzard. And you tell me, to- you tell me, this character was not supposed to be Ricky Gervais. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be Russell Brand. 
I can well, but they both kind of play those jerky British. Like yeah. I could see that, but like when I heard him, and it's Eddie Izzard who does a good job with it. But I feel like the character and the way it was written, that snarkiness. I'm like, this yeah. is exactly like I would not be surprised if they tried to get a hold of uh, Ricky Gervais. I would and, not be surprised either. But I also I thought it was more Russell Brand. Yeah, either one, anything. either yeah. one. Yeah, uh, he just kind of says, you know, I just I just went for it. I just did my thing and I went for it. Uh, so that's what Bodie is doing. Yeah. So he gets to the big city and he goes to like the, the central park and he, uh, music park, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and all of these bands are playing there and you get all different kinds of songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you come across, uh, who I, it was Dharma and Germer. Sure. I think Dharma and not Greg Dharma and not Greg. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, oh, you guys need a guitarist. And then well, Matt Dillon shows up. Well, this is the thing that frustrated me about this. Okay. Again, kids movie, try to suspend my disbelief, whatever. But the, but like the, the balls on this guy to show up in town <laughs> to park and he does not go, Hey, do you guys need a new guitar player or whatever? He goes, Oh my gosh, this is a sign. Hey, I'm your new guitar player. Right, right, This right. band has a freaking guitar player who hasn't showed up yet. Like, it's right. not like they were, like, a sign looking for a guitar player. He's, He's just like, like, no, it's it's me now. He tells them. He goes, I'm your guitar player. And then Matt Dillon, two seconds later, shows up. And I didn't think to myself, like, oh, wow, Matt Dillon's a jerk. I'm like, no, he's their guitar player. He's in their band. Like, you can't, you know, and because he ends up saying, like, oh, you're you're taking over, huh? Well, let's have a playoff. Let's and, have a, a, a riff off. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of... Uh, I don't know if he was supposed to be naive or what, but it, it was really silly. I even played it back to see how he worded it because I go, did I miss something? Were they looking for a guitar player? No, no, he just, no, they weren't <laughs> inserts himself into their band. Yeah. Me- right. Meanwhile, they don't say anything and they just stare at him. Like, who is this crazy person? Who is this psychopath <laughs> that just jumped into our band? They're probably like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. We don't want him to hurt us. Like, and they're trying to right, wave, yeah, right, right. wave over a police officer to come help. Exactly. Him. So uh, he kind of explains that he's he's going to go meet Angus Scattergood, uh, which he, you know, uh, I do like the, the thing where Matt Dillon's character, Trey, who is the, the actual guitarist, yeah. kind of says, don't forget to kiss the fence for good luck. And he was like, oh, OK. And he goes to the, the rock star's house and he kisses the fence and is immediately shocked, <laughs> like from the electric fence. There you go. Uh yeah, and then he kind of... Isn't there know, a scattered- montage of how he gets into Scattergood's house, too? Like, he just... It, it reminded me, I'm like, this is Doctor Strange. He's, like, sitting outside trying to, like, wait to get into his, his he is, mansion. Yeah, he's just, he is just sitting there. Uh, and I think he somehow tricks him. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, it's not important enough to remember. No, he uh, eventually works his way into the mansion. Does he disguise himself as a... I don't... I don't remember. He does something. He does something. Uh, and then... Or maybe Scattergood gets thrown out. That's what it is. Scattergood gets thrown out and he kind of like brings him in with him back to the house. Uh, we should also say this, that Angus Scattergood is the biggest you know, rock star in this in this town. Um, Which doesn't he, seem like a very – Doesn't seem like a very big town. <laughs> um, but he is on a deadline for a new song and he keeps telling his producers that he has a new song and of course he doesn't have a new song. So he brings. Don't they want uh, him to have a whole album? Oh, I have no idea. I think that I think it's not even just a new song. I think he has. To, he's like we. They're like we need a new album by tomorrow. <laughs> and he was just like, got it. Yeah. 
It's already done. I just I'm putting some more finishing touches on it. Part of me is um, like, if this guy is the best, the biggest, most popular musician in the world, and he's rich or whatever, like I feel like he would just be like, "F off!" Like I'm not ready. Yeah, right. He's just like, "I'll give it to you when I give it to you." This isn't like he's not working at Costco. No, no, like, he's a rock star. Like, I mean, if he doesn't have a song and he's rich and famous, like, dude, he's not ready. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, it's like you, you're on his time now. But anyway. We're, we're going to drop you. Oh, you got something else lined up? Great. Yeah. Um, So he brings in Bodie, and Bodie starts doing this song, and of course Angus uh, steals the song. Yeah. And, make, and makes it his own. Um, Can we also Bodie, say he has an eight, uh, Scattergood has an 80s robot? Yes, he does. I think that's Floyd. Is, is that what they... I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Uh, who is obviously like the voice of reason. He's the conscience of, of uh, Scattergood that he doesn't listen to. Yeah. Uh, so he just says, all right, we did a great job. Uh, be back here tomorrow and maybe we'll do some more work because I'm still teaching you. Um, so he goes, Bodhi goes back to the park. He's, he runs into the two bandmates and he says, oh, I just met, you know, uh, Scattergood. We just wrote this song and uh, they're going to talk about it on the radio. So they turn on the radio, which again, it's just like they are ha- they are doubling down on the analog radios <laughs> in this world. Yeah, I don't think I've seen an analog radio in 10 years. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, he, you know, scatter goods on the on the radio. And he just kind of says, like, this is I came up with and he sings what happened. Oh, that's we should say that. um while while Bodhi is performing this song, he finds his force power. Okay. Like he connects with whatever he was missing and he like blows a hole in the in the in the Scattergood's house. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that uh I, I that part frustrated me too because I he blew a hole in Scattergood's house. Like that's right. exactly what we said. And Scattergood turns around and he's like, You're rock and roll, man. Yeah, and I'm like, Rock and roll, dude. I'm like, uh, he could have killed somebody. Like, well, it's not even like I just feel like, can we just get the turtles in on this? Because that's what we're doing, basically. This point. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah. So he kind of he gives the speech on the uh, Scattergood gives a speech on the radio, which is basically everything that Bodie had said about the song, and Scattergood is just stealing it. Oh, and he, um, and, and the part that really gets you is he, he thanks. He's like, but I do have one very special person who I could not have done this without. And he's like my robot Butler, my Ozzie. robot buddy. Yeah. Ozzy. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. that, I knew there was another one. Ozzy is the other. Yes. Right. Um, so, so, so the robot has a rock star name. Yes. Correct. You've got Angus, which makes sense. Yeah. Angus, Ozzy. And Fleetwood, and Floyd, and Ozzy. Uh, there's, there, I'm looking through the thing. There's somebody called Ian, uh, who is, I mean, you could be uh, the guy from Anthrax. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, that's the only Ian that I can think of. Um, so the robot is like giving, you know, Angus is sitting in his recording studio and he's looking at the robot and he was just like, oh, fine maybe i'll give the kid a little bit of something for whatever um and he thinks that the robot is judging him but in reality the the, the batteries were dead <laughs> and i was like that was kind of clever 
Yeah. Like that was that was clever. Like that was fine. I was surprised that his conscience got a, a hold of him so quickly, though. After so so quickly, he does seem kind of like you know what? And because the reason why I think you associate with Russell Brand is that to get him to the Greek, right? Like he's yeah, that exactly, that that's rock exactly star. What this is. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so after all that, I'm like, but you know, a kids movie, it's a little lightened up. But I was like, really, he really turned on that quickly, okay. quickly, quickly. Um. So he goes back to the uh, so at this point. Uh, Bodie is ridiculed and he's just like I'm just going to go but this while he says I'm going to go this entire time uh, the wolves have been trying to capture him so you've got like these these two are like the characters out of Super Mario Brothers the movie that are yes. that are driving around in their car with binoculars looking at <laughs> like looking at the people they're trying to kidnap and, and uh, it's, exactly yeah they're just goofy little uh, henchmen characters right so they um they can't find Bodhi, but they think that they, they accidentally capture Scattergood. Uh, and then I, do they let him go? Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, they capture Bodhi. Yeah. Uh, and Bodhi lets it slip that the, um, the Bernie's dogs are sheep. Yeah, so they've and they've been they keep cutting back to the wolves and they they're looking at them and they keep seeing these Bernie's dog paper mache hats that they're wearing and and right. they're of course getting fooled by those elaborate costumes but because they're super good they they are they're excellent and so yeah they eventually learn that uh, it's unguarded I think they 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 do spot Bodie leaving the town or going to the city at first and so they found yes, that surprising yeah. that one of that the main guard's son was leaving so that was their first clue that some thing was up and then once they found that the town was really unguarded then they knew that they could go ransack the place correct and that's what they do um they they take off and they realize that uh the the town is un- so they're gonna go eat all these sheep is basically what i've i've assessed yeah is that they're gonna just gonna chow down on these these poor defenseless sheep um so they get there and of course now uh Bodie and his bandmates are do they get in the van? Uh let's see here. So I've got the Wikipedia up here. Oh uh, yes. No, I, I wanted to make sure that we got this one hundred percent. I wanted to make sure we got everything right. Yeah. So uh Dharma and Germer. Uh Germer played by uh Jorge Garcia, who is Hurley and Lost, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. So they discover that Bodhi has been captured when they see his guitar covered in tranquilizer darts. Scattergood, with a change of heart, forgoes sending in his new song to rescue Bodhi. And after a meeting with Bodhi outside of Lennox's hideout, Lennox is uh, Lewis Black, right? Lewis the, Black. the wolf. Yeah, yeah. Scattergood makes amends with him by giving his old acoustic guitar with his autograph as a sign of gratitude to Bodhi and then takes him to Snow Mountain to stop Lennox and his henchmen. That's what it is. So we get to Snow Mountain and the wolves are are running amok uh and they because they know that there's nothing there to protect them um and it's only the dad it's only compa it's only compa like he's supposed to protect the entire village which i think is crazy i get that he has a son that he was supposed to train but like then he eventually would only be the only one i just i thought it was very odd that this entire village only has one warrior to protect yeah one guy you'd think they were just you know There'd be some sort of crossbreeding or anything well, just to create more. Where were the other birds? Okay, first of all, what litter of puppies has one puppy? 
Maybe they all. Maybe the wolves ate them all. Maybe they did. But I mean, these are maybe they. Maybe they ate them. I don't. I feel like that's how you get away with the G rating is you don't bring up the fact that the wolves ate the mom and all the babies. Yeah, because there's no mom. There's no brothers and sisters. Yet we know puppies have litters. And why is there only one Bernie's Mountain Dog family in the first place? Thirteen. If Disney has taught us anything. Yeah. (laughs) Why on earth should they? Why on earth would they not have an entire village full of these Bernie's Mountain Dogs breeding? Right. Totally. protectors i don't get it that this village consists of a bernie's mountain dog and sheep villagers yeah that's it that's all that's there what is this town this is my question (laughs) what is this town the greatest sheep town in the world ever yes ever so um bodie gets there and they they're kind of you know they they start to bring back music again and um just when you think all is lost bodie says i got this uh, and taps into his force power, plays a couple riffs, and defeats the wolves. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. So, so uh, Kampa does his Hadouken and blasts yes. people away. Right, correct. Bodhi is able to strum his guitar, and then now he can control like force fields. He can pick people up. He can throw them around, manipulate them. Like he somehow has mastered this entire ability of his. Like in in the matter it, of. 12 hours right it's like he's figured it out okay no training right. no sensei None whatsoever. they never no, have no, a no, mr no. miyagi moment he literally goes to the town to play music ends up finding this cat writes a song for him and then goes to rescue people and he has right. the best powers ever yeah he's 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 stronger than anything <laughs> ever before him uh so they defeat the wolves they bring back music to the town uh and all is good and but and so okay so they're fighting all these wolves and they we were touching upon this earlier so they don't kill anybody they like pick them up and drop them and they're like oh they're defeated in that silly fashion (laughs) but uh but then the wolf they like become friends with them like like they're like is that what is that what happens the lewis black character i swear he's like oh i'm so sorry for the inconvenience you guys like they that's that's not hey you we're we're cool right you guys yeah i just they turned so quickly after being defeated by these guitar powers they just wrap it up and it's like they're singing kumbaya yeah they're like oh man this guy's legit i'm not messing with this guy so like not gonna happen what are these wolves gonna eat like they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be vegetarian. I was just wolves. about to say, like, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. It's like uh, I don't know. It's it's so. I mean, it's silly. It's just the movie is so, you know, sweetly. You know, it's, it's such a saccharine tied up with a bow, nice and neat. It's just a, it's a goofy movie again for kids. It's it's entertaining enough with the visuals and the music. I think I think little kids will dig it. But as an adult watching this movie, you're just like, oh come on. It's just a very basic generic script it's super it's super basic it's very by the numbers it, it you know we 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 busted this movie's balls constantly I, incessantly for the last two years yeah uh and then i saw it and i was like we've seen worse movies oh absolutely i you know it, like it's, i would watch this instead of getaway any day of the week see i i got lucky enough that i missed getaway oh you are so lucky (laughs) you are so lucky but yeah it it really it's just it's a serviceable kids movie there's really nothing in it that i can say for the adults uh there's nothing that i could even cling on to it was one of those things that i was like okay i just gotta power through this thing uh you know it it just yeah it was just serviceable um but no I I i watched it by myself 
Yeah. Uh, and I probably should have watched it with like Bella. I was going to say it, like of all like you have. She was she was she's a busy kid, man. Okay. My seven my seven year old has a busier social calendar than I ever. did. No, she's she just has good taste in movies. She's That's like, also not, probably true. I'm not watching that crap. Dad. We uh, it's funny. You should bring that up. So we were on vacation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And we had a, it was a big house with family vacation. Okay. And uh, there was a TV in the basement and she got quiet. Humble brag for a, a little. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> she got quiet for a little bit too long. So I go downstairs uh-huh. uh, and I can see her changing the channel. Oh, what'd she find? So I was like, that's, uh, that's, so I go, what were you watching? And she was like, nothing. Uh huh. Yeah, so I, I know. Th- I, I know that one. Yeah. Yep. So I take the remote. I hit the back button like uh-huh. previous channel. And then she's watching an American werewolf in London. <laughs> seven years old oh uh, and i gosh. was like okay dude like you can't can't watch that like that's not okay you and i will watch that at a later date when you're much older not right now oh my so god vacation goes off without a hitch we come home first night we come home bam nightmare about a werewolf of course of course so i have the bright idea where i was just like you understand that it's fake right and she was like yeah and i was like do you want to do you want to see how they make it happen and she was like what do you mean and i was like i can i can show you like i can show you what it looks like when they put makeup on a on on an actor you showed her the horrifying scene that that traumatized you i i showed her like the behind the scenes okay stuff with rick baker and michael jack for the thriller video okay okay so it's like them putting like contacts in and and like you know putting the prosthetics on and it's you she sees him like getting a face mold and all this other stuff no more nightmares oh so that really worked. Over. it worked like a charm oh well good yeah. for you i'm glad that worked so she out does have, she does have good taste just so you know okay excellent and, well yeah. uh i mean this movie i would probably say skip it for her then i think she's uh graduated she already. has she's, she has graduated yeah she saw incredibles too and said it was amazing there you go so yeah. you know if you have a uh if you have a two or three year old or a four year old again there's nothing in it oh, oh tornado sirens great hey right on time perfect okay it's great for a podcast especially in st louis like we never know if it's actually it's funny <laughs> this past week yeah, for our st louis for our non-st louis listeners we had a a, a kind of a scare a tornado scare it got mm-hmm. a little a little dicey uh and what's the first thing I did as soon as I heard the sirens? Went outside to look for it. Absolutely, I did. Just stand on the front porch, be like, "Well, let's see what's going to happen." The entire neighborhood did that when that <laughs> happened. We, uh, I, I was inside. I didn't go right down to the basement like you should have, but I stayed inside on the first floor. And then Katie goes outside and she goes, <laughs> "All our neighbors are in the driveway." <laughs> yeah, you just want to see what's happening. You, you know, well, and nothing so, ever happens until the one time something's going to happen. I got to tell you, so. At the end of so I saw Jurassic World two again with the family, okay. uh, and and they enjoyed it. It's it's not something I ever want to watch again, but they enjoyed it. It's a big dumb 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 blockbuster type movie. Sure. Um, but at the end of the movie, and I hope I'm not getting too far into spoiler territory. But the dinosaurs break loose, believe it or not. 
new. And uh, some of the red shirts are running away from them, or supposed to supposedly running away from them. When the when they hear the dinosaurs, when they're like the earthquake of rumbling on the ground, and they start to fly out, they turn yeah. and stop, and they just look at them. And so at first I was like those idiots, but then I thought back to that, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? If if you yep. did hear that coming, you might just stop and turn around and look at it. So uh, I guarantee you, I would. <laughs> If you I hear it, yeah, like, if I hear it, I'm just like, well, what the hell is that? Right. So yeah, I got to check it out. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, I got to give those uh, guys a little more credit because at first I'm like, that's so stupid. But then I see everyone at a tornado warning. Let's go take a look at it. Oh, boy. Right, right. It was like, well. Oh, yep. so anyway, uh, but with Rock this is, Dog. This is why humans are at the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> Well, I don't know about the bottom, but... All right, second from the bottom. So uh, with Rock Dog, I think uh, the way they wrap it up is, uh, you know, of course, music is introduced back into the village. Uh, Bodie goes and off to be a, an amazing rock star. Uh, what else happens? Uh, That's it. Like, I, I mean... They go There's to really nothing else that happens. Um, they have, uh, they say at the end here, um, Dharma and Germer, uh, Scattergood, Fleetwood, and the sheep sing and play glorious to the city. The snow mountain villagers, Kampa, and the most of the redeemed wolves, as we mentioned earlier. Yep. Uh, right, 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 at, right. At Linux's old fight palace. And outside, Trey tries to convince a bear bouncer that he's part of the band but is rejected. Scattergood recommends Bodie's band to Ian as Bodie oh, shows. Oh, we, forg- we forgot about the grizzly. Yeah, like they yeah. fight a, he fights a grizzly. That's right. <laughs> just, a, just a side note. Just, just a side note. He fights a grizzly. Uh, no big deal. And so, and, and so, what is it? The jerk, uh, Matt Dillon character can't get into the big show now. Is that who? Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 He's just like, oh, I know that guy. And right. Of course. Yeah. He just, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he gets his comeuppance. Can't get into the big show. <laughs> and get into uh, the big show. And Scattergood recommends Bodie's band to Ian as Bodie shows the audience his blue energy wave. Good take that it, however. Take that however you want. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't his red energy wave That's, or his white one. <laughs> oh dan yeah nothing you can do about it now so yeah that's that's rock dog uh you know i i wish i kind of do wish it was worse so we could tear it apart a little more yeah i I felt the same when i got to the end i was like i mean there's a little bit of stuff i could talk about but i mean so hey we had to watch it so you guys had to listen to this episode that didn't have as much uh tearing apart uh, but hopefully there was a little bit of entertainment in it for you and yes. now, and now you know. And now this is what you like. If you ha- if you aren't subscribed to the Patreon, uh, this is basically what it is. It's um, you know, there are plenty of movies that we have not covered ever. Um, and what we hope to do more stuff like this. Um, maybe we do Die Hard since it's so close to Skyscraper, or maybe you know, and we'll leave that up to you. Like if there's things you want us to talk about, obviously we know uh, the Fox merger is going down. Uh, we know that's going to happen. Um, maybe on our next episode, we talk about what we think that's going to entail. What you know, what Disney is actually getting out of the deal. Um, what will they do with these properties? What they will do with the properties? Like we don't, we don't know. You know, it's all speculation. But you know, if you want to speculate with us, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun time. It's Joe and I. You've got an idea of our chemistry, you know, just the two of us, which is different than, of course, a whole room. But uh, you know, we banter back and forth, and we we try to have a good time with these movies. And hopefully, we'll get into some real juicy ones like a zero percent project soon. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's where you know that's where the real fun comes that's out. The, that's the money. But uh, also, you know, as the same with real spoilers, it isn't all about tearing apart a movie. We did, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, but again, we did Halloween. We did the original Jurassic Park. We're talking yep. about doing movies, favorites like Die Hard, uh, Mission Impossible because of the new Mission Impossible movie coming out. And so we also get a lot more in-depth than we do on real spoilers. And rather than just go beat by beat, a lot of times we talk about behind the scenes, the production, how, you know, how the, the movie came together and, and maybe some of the trivia that you guys didn't know. So we try to be informational as well as entertaining and hopefully everyone has a fun with all of it. Like we do. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it's, it's because of you that we do this. Like we say that every week, but it's true every week. So, you know, you, you keep, uh, donating and we'll keep doing some crazy episodes yeah absolutely and uh do we want to read a list of our patreon viewers on this big one so uh yeah I think beginning that, of yeah, the month and yeah, absolutely so let me uh i'll edit this out i don't, don't really have any notes but let me uh write at the end of the episode here that's how we do yep it is 115 patreon names let me get my list patrons Patrons. Of course, there's people that like have the different names than what, like, oh, I've, what uh, their real names it's, are. It's Ryan Burdick, right? Is the listener from the League of Show Shares? Yeah, the, the so. Jurassic Park guy. Yeah. So he's it says Samuel Burdick on the uh, you know on the name here. Oh really? Yeah. So let's see here. Oh, we just did. We just get a new subscriber. Seven oh, seven one of eighteen. That was yesterday, right? Yeah. Andrew Ortman. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Yeah, nice. I, I didn't see it showed up. Oh, Rocky Fletcher got uh, his payment declined. I want to reach out to him. That's too bad. Yeah. He. Well, I don't think we... They probably told him, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I guess they probably emailed or whatnot. Yeah. No, hmm, that's too bad. All right. So, let's see here. Starting at 116.15. All right. And so what we like to do on our point five episode, which we're going to go ahead and do right now for the main feed for everyone to hear, is we like to put a little bit of spotlight on our loss leaders, which is who what we call our patrons that subscribe. You can go to patreon.com slash real spoilers. And as we said before, it's only $5 a month. You can donate whatever you want, but just $5 a month will get you a new episode every week like the following people. So thank you for the support. And, and uh, this is why we do it, like Joe said. So uh, our first ever loss leader, David Lang, who's been a longtime supporter. Thank you, David. Uh, Absolutely. Bradley Erickson, Paola Riggin, Beth Ryan, Lane Levanway, who owned the show at one point. Uh, it's great that he's... Oh, wait, he, fi- he finally signed up. Good y- for him. Yeah, he signed up. And he... Uh, yeah, I think we guilted him into it. We probably did. <laughs> Devin King, Linnea Thunzel, Rocky Fletcher, Tammy Sherman Powers, Travis Tewitt, not in radio, of course. Don't of confuse course, that. Of course, Nope, nope, nope. Friend of the show, Brad Hyen, Melissa Lutner, Laura Cooper, Derek Rogers, uh, Joey Batisi. I don't no, know. wait a minute. Wait, no, <laughs> <laughs> Jose Agnet. Yeah, Joe, Joe doesn't get these shows for free, folks. Yeah. He gets these? Jeez. Uh, Good Lord. Jose Ignacio, VJ, John Zirkel. Oh, man. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, it's been a while. Him, buddy. It's been a while. Uh, no, John Zirkulin. It's, it's been a while. Hard Q. John Zirkulin. Okay. All Grace right. Dunn. Christina Ferrari. Uh, Samuel. Damn it. 
Ryan <laughs> Ryan Burdick, who we who we, we roped in Ryan Burdick for our Jurassic Park episode, and so hopefully he enjoyed that and the Lost World Jurassic Park we released last week. Yeah, so that's right. That's check right. that out if you haven't heard. Uh, we've got Andrew Ortman, and last but not least, it looks like we've got a new uh, patron. Oh, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Sorry. We've got Tom Kaminsky, and last but not least, we have a new subscriber as of yesterday, Andrew Ortman. So thank you hey, very much. Welcome to the club. Yeah, so thank you so much, guys. Uh, again, uh, we, we say it every week, but it's because we mean it. Uh, we appreciate your support. It helps us with the things like web hosting, podcasts, equipment that we have to buy. Uh, you know, it just, we're not, we're not doing this to get rich. We're doing it because we enjoy it, and we hope you do too. So every bit helps. Yeah, it's, we, we do it for fun, basically. Because, uh, you know, we're movie nerds. That's yeah. what we do. We enjoy, so. we enjoy the conversation. So, uh, of course, if you don't already follow us on all the social medias, you can do that. On Twitter, we're, uh, you know, it's at uh, Real Spoilers. Pretty simple. Real with two E's. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And, of course, subscribe to the League of Show Shares, which is our official discussion group where we talk about all the great films like Rock Dog, uh, some others in there as well. So, uh, television, whatever, and anything in entertainment people are posting all the news of the latest uh, dc fumbles or the comic book stuff what's going on in the marvel universe anything you want to talk about yeah it's all there on, it's all there you know new blu-ray releases anything like that it's all it, you know you can talk about whatever you want and you can follow me uh myself on twitter at kevin r bracket and joe where can they find you you can also follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 so that will do it for this week. We will be back with uh, the normal gang. Uh, at least Tom will be there and whoever else we get to show up. Uh, they'll be back for a big episode, uh, another big MCU feature, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's, it's our last one until we get back for uh, Infinity War Part yeah. 2. And uh, it will be the last superhero movie until the big, big old Aquaman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you say so you have that to look forward to but first yeah ant-man and the wasp so uh that will be it for this week so uh join us hopefully on the patreon sign up there and we will talk to you soon all right guys see ya catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.